This is a free download from Delancey Elam Church. We meet every Sunday morning at 10.30am in the Delancey Elam Church building at Levanc St. Samson's in the Channel Island of Guernsey. To contact us or find out more information about us, please visit our website at delanceyelam.co.uk. I don't know if my wife is asleep at my message this morning or not, but uh, I don't know what she did because I changed my message. And uh, I'm hungry on, on Wednesday uh, as we're there sharing together and we're talking about um, our lives and how we need to be more proactive, I suppose, in our lives, that's what we talk about afterwards, and we're talking about our journeys of life, how we have ups and downs, but this morning, I want to talk about a man who in the Old Testament had a journey of life that went up, he was excited, and all of a sudden it went down. But God was with him, it went up, and went down, and went again, and went down, but in the end, it was for the glory of God. And we'll be singing all those songs about giving God the glory, because no matter what happens, He's going to give the glory to Him. In those moments of, of loneliness, in those moments of um, not being where we need to be, in those moments of illness, in those moments of being low, we're going to need to give God the glory, because He is never changing. And so I want to talk about the journey. You see, in our lifetimes, we've all been taken to someone which is very unfamiliar with our lives. We go somewhere, and all of a sudden we're in a place or in a position that we've not ever encountered before. It's so unfamiliar with us. And it may be an experience that we have not chosen for ourselves, but we've had that experience. It may be a journey of a physical nature, of illness and all those kind of things. It may have been a journey that revives the unknown emotions within us. Because sometimes we're taken into a journey in our lives and all of a sudden something comes out of us that we've never really imagined or thought of before. The unknown emotion. That happened. Well, many of the situations that we are not accustomed to, but we have to go through it. You know, when we face the pathway unknown to us, it can sometimes be a very challenging time, and a challenging moment, and a difficult time, but we need to see them in a positive light. Why? Because if we know Christ, then we know that He I want to talk this morning about Joseph. Joseph was a name that was mentioned on the Wednesday. I just want to talk about his journey. And in particular, I can't read all four or five chapters, so I'm just going to read little bits of it in each chapter as we go along. Let's turn with me to chapter, Genesis chapter 37. And here we see where Joseph had a few dreams. He was blessed by his father, but he had some dreams. He says that Jacob dwelt in the 
in the land where his father was a stranger, in the land of Canaan. Now this is the history of Jacob. Joseph, being 17 years old, was feeding the flock with his brothers, and he, he and the land was with the sons of Bina and the sons of Silpha, his father's wives. And Joseph brought a bad report for them to his father. Now Israel loved Joseph more than their children because he was the son of his own age. Also, he made him a tunic of many colors. And when his brothers saw that the father loved him more than all his brothers, they hated him and could not speak peaceably to him. And Joseph had a dream. And he told this to his brothers, and they hated him even more. And so he said to them, Please hear this dream which I have dreamed. And so they sat and they listened. And he said, There was a binding shears in the field. And then, and then behold, my sheep arose and also stood upright. And indeed, your sheep stood all around, and you bowed down. Sheep. And his brother said to him, Shall we indeed reign, shall you indeed reign over us, or shall you indeed have dominion over us? And so they hated him even more because of his strength and for his words. But then, because God was with him, he dreamed us to another dream. And he told this to his brothers. He said, look, I have a dream. I have dreamt another dream. And this time, the sun and the moon and the eleven stars bowed down before me. And so he told it to his father and his brothers. And his father rebuked him and said to him, what is this dream that you have dreamt? Shall your mother and I your brothers indeed come to bow to the earth before you, and brothers envied him, but his father kept the matter in his mind. I'll leave it there, but he goes on and speaks out with his brother. You see, this is a, the cult that we see that, the, that Joseph was giving, first of all, was the father's cult. It was a cult that spoke of honor. It was a cult that spoke of great love. It was a cult that Joseph was mostly famous for, uh, and that we know. But it was a cult that was given to him. All the colors of the rainbow were on this cult. Such was the beauty of this cult. It marked him out as someone special, but it made him a man who was jealous by his brothers. You see, when he wore this coat, he had to journey a road of alienation. Immediately, it brought uh, something between him and his brothers. They saw him as someone who was the favourite. Even though that was probably not that true, but he was the favourite. You see, he was rejected by his brothers. Honored by his father, but rejected 
part of the planet. And that sometimes is a hard road to tread. When he comes to the Father and he gives you a cult of honor, a cult of blessing, and yet those around us will be not happy because of what it is. You know, it wasn't Joseph's fault that he was his father's favorite. It wasn't in his fault at all. But he was. It wasn't his fault that Jacob made him a target of jealousy for his brothers. But it came about. It wasn't to blame for receiving dreams from God about his future. But it came. And he shared it with his brothers, the first one, and with his brother, brothers and his father for the second one. And instantly, maybe Joseph could have been a little bit wiser. Maybe he could have been wiser and shared it to his family. But after all, he was only 17. <coughs> and at 17, we know what kids are like, don't we? We just like to say what we did with our living. And that was Joseph. And so being the youngest, he was probably picked off. It was only natural to to use something to justify his existence. See, rejection is very painful. Rejection within our families is even more painful because they are our families. You see, but it can also come to us through a job situation that we're rejected. In one way. Maybe there was a promotion that you had your eye on and you didn't get the promotion somebody else does. Who maybe you felt was less qualified than you. And it caused problems in some way. If you feel rejection, I want to tell you you're in company. You see, in Isaiah 3, verse 3, it prophetically tells us that Jesus, that it says that he was despised and rejected by men. And we are in him, so we are going to be despised. We are going to find ourselves sometimes rejected and feel left out. But 4 Peter 2 4 says this He was rejected by men, but chosen by God. So we may be rejected because of who we are in our faith, but we are chosen by God. We are chosen by Him. So rejection by people is not um, rejection by God. As Joseph was one day to discover, because those dreams we know came true. But then we see that he was (coughs) hungry by his brothers, in fact, he heard the one send, send a message to his brothers, and his brothers decided they were going to kill him as the sword would come along with his coat many times. And so they took the coat off him and they set him in a pit for a little while under the instructions of the eldest brother. And then they saw some Lamanites, you see, come by. And they sold him to the Lamanites. They were going down to Egypt. And they took his cult, so they put some blood in it, said, and then they lied about what happened to their father. And when he, Egypt, 
And then we know that in Egypt he was offered as a servant or was paid to be a servant of Potiphar's. We turn to Genesis chapter 29 then. 39, sorry. Genesis 39. And verse 1 it says, Now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard in Egypt, brought him from the Ishmaelites who had taken him down there. And it says, The Lord was with Joseph. I'm sure Joseph didn't feel that. But the Lord was with him. And he was a successful man, was Joseph. And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And his master saw that the Lord was with him. And that the Lord made all he did to prosper in his hand. So he made him the chief of servants. Because he knew that if he was chief of servants with the Lord's blessing upon his blood, he would be a blessing to the household and to the family. And so we see here that he did it on cult of his father of honour. But then here we see he's given a cult of the servant. A servant's coat. You see, whilst wearing this coat, Joseph had to endure temptation. But further on in the scriptures, we see that uh, Potiphar was away for a few days and his wife decided to have an attention on Joseph. Joseph was a very handsome looking guy. Certainly, much more handsome than I am. He was such a handsome guy that he got his wife decided that he, she wanted to leave the lay with her. And we read that in that, in that chapter. And he had temptation. Service cult brought temptation. It brought accusation. He lost his father's cult. Now he loses his service cult. Verse 12, it says this. It says that she caught him by his garment, saying, Lie with me. So he left the garment in her hand and fled and ran outside. He ran from the temptation and left his cult behind. You see, the servant's cult had brought him privilege, brought him a lot of benefits. It brought him to that privilege, though, it gave him responsibility for the household. Gave him position, but we need to remember that temptation often comes when we least expect it, because Joseph wasn't expected that temptation. But it comes when we least expect, expect it. Usually it comes when we're a little bit dark. And if we're not where we think we are. We're not excited about the things of God. And in that moment, temptation comes. And we've got the servants helped upon us. You see, when Joseph had faced the temptation, Joseph he kept his integrity. But in order to do that, he had to run away from the place of temptation. He had to go as far away as he could. But then, Potiphar's wife turned it all around and said it was Joseph. That was the problem. There's a story that goes of a lady searching for a new shepherd. Not sure what happened, first off. But she wanted a new chauffeur. And so she got three drivers 
to come and to introduce them all together. And, and so she, so in order to get home over the road, it had a steep drop on one side and a hill going up the other. You've seen that on the TV. And sort of places. And in the interview, she asked them this question. How close would they get to the edge and still remain safe? And so the first driver was sat there. He said, I can get you around one meter of the edge and you will be safe with me. The second driver, after hearing that, he said, well, I can get you uh, within one foot and you still will be perfectly safe with me. And the third driver that was there, he said, no, I will keep you as far away from the edge as I possibly could to ensure you're safe with me. We got a job. The third time. If he wasn't chanting, he was doing what was right. Kept as far away from the temptation. Did a freshly guard the temple to go further and closer to the edge. But his third time, he went to keep straight, far away from it as possible. Or he thought his umpire is just like the third. You see, we need to get as far away from temptation as we possibly can. If we've got that servant's coat on us, we need to make, also remember that we need to keep our integrity. And that might mean losing our coat of, of blessing within the servanthood. But we need to keep our integrity. It may not be popular, it may lead us to false accusations. And that thing is then a hard thing to face in our journey. But sometimes they happen. Things are said about us which are untrue because we went a different way. But that is part of the journey. And sometimes we feel rejected and not in the right place. And then we see that it goes on in Genesis chapter 30, sorry, Genesis 39, between verse 20 to 40, it talks about the fact of when after being accused and being uh, not only trial, but being sent to prison. And as he was there in prison, with that coat that had been removed, he was given another coat. Verse, verse 20 onwards says this. Then Joseph, master, took him and put him into the prison, the place where the king's prisoners were confined. And he was there in the prison. Let's do it say it again. But the Lord was with Joseph. You see, when Joseph interprets the cupbearer's dream, he promised to remember him when he is restored to the position of the, in the palace. And read that in verse 23, it tells us what actually happened. It says, Yet the chief father did not remember Joseph, but forgot him. When he got back into his position, he actually forgot him. He forgot. How often do we forget? Maybe we were asked somebody to do certain things, maybe, and others have forgotten us. Quite easy to do, forget. And Joseph was in prison for 32 years, simply because the butler forgot, the cupbearer 
Maybe Joseph felt that he would have forgotten him. And maybe God had forgotten himself. But we can be rest assured that we need to be the portion of God's word that Joseph was not forgotten by God. So we never knew him. When he was the center, he might have been a very hard time. But he was only being there. Thanks God. Joseph could have become angry and he was waiting for another two years. Could have become bitter. Could have got a place where he fought revenge. He could have wallowed in his self-pity, which sometimes we do. We wallow in that self-pity. Or we can isolate ourselves like Joseph could have done. But we don't read any hint of that in the rest of the scripture. He didn't do any of that. He remains faithful to God. I think because God knew that God was faithful to him. Joseph was very close in prison. But you know, eventually, after the dream that Pharaoh had in chapter 14, and nobody could interpret. And then in chapter 41, we see that the butler remembers, the cupbearer remembers that Joseph didn't all the answers dreams. And so he remembered him. And read that in verse chapter 41, verses 1 to 43. It says that this part of Joseph's story is one of success. It's one of affirmation. But he still had to be careful. Because Joseph ultimately was given the prince's coat. He became second in charge of the whole nation next to Pharaoh. The fact Pharaoh allowed him to do whatever he wanted over the land of Egypt. You see, eventually he was remembered. And he interprets Pharaoh's dream and promotes success in command of the whole of Egypt. There he was a prisoner, but all of a sudden he became a prince. You see, we might feel we are in prison. We might feel that we are locked away. There's something in us that stops us in our worship, maybe, or stops us or withholds us from sharing our faith, or whatever it may be. But you know, still in the garment of the prince, he set free. You see, for Joseph, this was a journey into the unknown. But God had been preparing him for all his other experiences. Now I'm not sure why Anthony came up that day earlier and mentioned all these things that happened. And all the experiences in you know the last sort of five, six years or so, it was experienced more than you could imagine. It was more experience than you could understand. Maybe some of you have gone through some of it, and one of the others, but still for all that we went through, the miracles were standing. But you know I'm standing because I have got the Prince's Cup on me. And you can stand for that because you've got the Prince's Cup. You see, for our experiences, God is preparing us. What can we put in the pockets of our coats today? I've got nothing in my pocket as well. I don't actually think it's What can we put in the pockets of our coats? What can we put in our handbags? 
as we go through similar experiences that Joseph went through. You know, we can remember, first of all, that rejection and abandonment by people is not a rejection, accusation, or abandonment by God. Because God never abandons. He is always a caring and loving Father. He will always be by our side. He's in us. He's around us. He's always there. Even though there are times when we do not feel like it. But he's there. But that, that poem on the, of the footsteps, footprints, the two possessive footprints. And all of a sudden it becomes one set of footprints. And he eventually turns around and God says, when there's only one set of footprints, I'm going to carry you. He carries that because he's there. We need to understand that in our pockets we need to put patience. Sometimes we're not very patient people. But we need to be patient. God's not finished with us yet. Whatever you're growing through, whatever the hardship you may be, it's, you need to understand it's not the end of the world. We're still journeying in life and we need to be patient because God is still with us. We need to come to a place where we also put in our pockets that we need to stay humble. We need to stay humble because God is using those things that we're going through, the trials, the temptations, the difficulties, the hardship, He's using them to bring about His purpose in your life. As he has in mind. But we also need to put in our pockets that we need to be open. Our pockets need to be open. Open to a better outcome. You see, rejection from one thing opens up the door for something better. You might find yourself one day going on your journey and the door shuts up. Just slam shut. And you seem to be nowhere. But then you see another door that's just going to develop and the light comes through. You go into it. And then you have blessing with God. Part of the journey. Something better. Don't crave after the things that you did have. Because you haven't got them now. Crave for something better. If that's what God wants to do. But you know. We also need to be a people that are living in the centre of our faith. Because it doesn't mean the end of temptation is far, but we need to be on the journey of God's will. Because when we're on that journey, journey in the centre of our lives in God's will, He will help us, even though we're tempted, to overcome and to be like Him. You see, we need to let God fulfill your dreams. I'm sure every single one of you has got a dream of what God wants to do with you in your life. And you find yourself not able to accomplish it or to, to, or to put it in that place. But get God to fill your dreams. Because Joseph's dreams were accomplished. We know that there was famine in the lands. We know that, that Joseph, uh, not Joseph, Jacob and his brothers 
The sons were all starving when they came down. They came down and brought some uh, rain to go back. And in that moment, they go down to Joseph, unaware that he was their brother. But he goes down to but then the second one, his father came down with all his family, and they all bowed down to him, unrealizing, not realizing that this was Joseph. And Joseph saved them and brought Israel to a little place for a while. But they blessing. Thank you for listening to this free download from Delancey Elam Church. For more downloads, information or to contact us, please visit our website at delanceyelam.co.uk.